Welcome to Prison to the Premiership, the Jamie Lawrence story, in the company of Flex, Otis Roberts, Michael Adams, special guests, and the incomparable Jamie Lawrence. Aim Higher is a Jason Roberts Foundation production. Part 5, Walsall. So, Jay, you're, you're now arriving at Walsall, um, you know, after being in the Premier League, etc. Talk us through some of the characters that were in that dressing room um, and some of the key figures in that team. Well, to be fair, like, the day I signed at Walsall, I was away on international duty for Jamaica in um, the Caribbean Cup. And I get a call that I've got to get back to England to transfer a deadline. Transfer a deadline. I've got to get back to England because I've got to sign at Walsall. So I got, I got on the plane now. I got my car keys in Jamaica. So I'll get to London now. My agent has to... Yeah, yeah, and them back, losing them there. <laughs> that was a sign. Huh? That was a sign I should never have signed. Huh? So my agent picks me up now. Barry Silkman. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I get to Warsaw and sign with two minutes. Two minutes to spare. Huh? So God, obviously I got in the change room. Vin's in there, Jimmy's in there, Merce ain't there yet. And <laughs> what was that rascal hotel I was staying at, Jim? The one on the corner. What's the name was of that hotel? Was it a PYR? Oh, the one in, the one in Walsall. Uh, yeah, the, bound, the one in Walsall. Boundary. Boundary Hotel, oh, boundary. yeah, Boundary. Yeah, the Boundary, that's it. They we used to get for about £10 a night. Oh, <laughs> they, should, a night. They, they should have paid us. but obviously we was in a relegation battle at the time that's the whole reason they bought me in or whatever so um, I think my first game was against Coventry was it Vin at home yeah yeah Yeah. exactly mate yeah Yeah, we drew drew 0-0 I think we did Uh, yeah weren't a bad result to be fair they was half decent Coventry weren't they yeah they was decent and then in the end we managed to stay up the end so you went to you basically straight into the thick of it, straight into the thick of it. There was no, you know, time to settle in. You, you was already late. We've got some of them characters here. Um, Vince, Jimmy, um, Merce. Uh, we'll start with Vince. I mean, what, what was, um, what was it? What was it like having Jamie come over? Um, did he hit the ground running? Uh, were, were people apprehensive about him? What, what was his temperament like? Give us some of them thoughts about, you know, how he was early on. Well, as a, as a teammate, um, it's fantastic. Um, he's someone you, you would you'd love to have in your team, but you hate to play against them because he's, he's just annoying. He, he's, he's in your face all the time. But, I mean, having you, when you're, you're in down in the dumps, he was, he'd, want, he'd be one you want beside you, that's for sure. Because, and at the time he came in, we were in a relegation battle, um, and we needed someone like Jamie, personality, um, someone with energy, getting around the park, kicking lumps out of people, um, which he done not only in matches, he done it in training, as Nurse would know. <laughs> um, but I mean, no, he, he was, he, was um, he, he did, he came in, um, he got on really well with the lads, um, great personality, and he brought a lot of energy to the team. And, I think he was a big plus why in that last few months we end up staying up. That's great stuff. Merce, yourself, um, how, did, how did you 
see Jamie and what was your relationship like with him at the time as a teammate? Yeah, it was it was good, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm exactly the same as Vinny. I mean, you want Jamie in your team, you do not want him against Jay. He, he was a rash, he, you know, he'd do a job. He was a, he was a very good uh, team player. He was a team player, he was more worried about the team than anything else. Yeah, I mean, we had got us all into weights to be fair when you know when I wasn't really a weights man but he got us all into weights he made us look we were shit at football but we were really good at, in the summer on the beach you know what I mean we looked apart got the abs out but yeah I mean I played we were training one day on a Friday and I wanted to back an horse on a Saturday and go to a race meeting back an horse so I just said to Jamie I went do us a favour Jay we're playing away I said as I get the ball, just try and just come across me and then like I'll roll over and make out I'm injured. Do you know what I mean? So we play this practice game and we're playing this practice game and it's about 10 minutes gone, 15 minutes gone. I'm thinking, the gaffer's going to call time in a minute for the game and that's it. All of a sudden, I go down the line. As I go down the line, he smashes me. He smashes me, honestly. You couldn't catch your breath. I roll over the ground. I'm rolling with my ankle and he just comes to me. He goes, is that right? <laughs> put me out for about a month, two months he put me out for. Seriously, and then another time. Like going to the horses. I don't know if Vinny, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I don't know. I think Vinny was there at the time when, I, when Jamie was a boxer and he was like, you know, and then one day I went, I'm a boxer, I can box a bit. And I kept on going on and on and he was getting wound up. I was sitting in the dressing room. I used to sit right across the other side to him. So there's about 15, 20 players between me and him. We're going on, we're going on. I go, I'll box you whenever you want. And then all of a sudden, he just red mist. He went, you're sharp now. I'll come over and smash you up and I'll put you in my boot. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you ain't got a car. How are you putting me in the boot? I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. And all the lads are doing their laces up. I thought, no one's going to stop him. But no, he's a great, a great lad, honestly. He's one of the lads you want in the team. He's a team player. But yeah, you don't want to get on the wrong side of it. Right. And he, he was... Uh, Paul, he was talking to us the other day about um, him getting his call up for Jamaica and you ribbing him that Jamaicans can't play football. Would you like <laughs> to elaborate on that, mate? <laughs> no, between me and him, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't say that, mate. I was just winding him up. Just yeah. winding him up. But no, as I say, I, I couldn't talk highly enough. He's a, he's a team player, and as Vinny says, you want him on your team. You do not want to be playing against Jamie. That is typical, Jamie. Right on time. Almost breaks your ankle when you wanted them just to kind of give you a little yeah, brush just... so you could... Strangely enough, uh, it's been coming across the across. I think a lot of people don't realise how tough he was. I'd have him against anyone. Jamie, could I just say something here, guys? I remember one day after training, he said to me, then come back to Wolverhampton, we'll have a game of snooker. This is where he was living at the time. So I said, okay, mate, we go back, go up to this snooker hall. There's, there's 20 tables in the snooker hall. Me and Jamie playing, and six guys coming. And they're playing six of them on one table, and they come next to us, right on the table. Another 18 tables, 19 tables, right next to us. <laughs> All of a sudden, as we're playing, getting on okay, Jamie bends down, one of them bumps into him. Now I'm thinking, what? I've only come for a game of snooker, right? He's, look, he's, he's, he's looked round at them, they're all looking at him, and he said, right, and he's holding the cue in a, in a manner of like, listen, is anything wrong? I'm thinking, what are they? 
But it has happened in here, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I said, Jane, come on. He said, no, no, these mugs ain't thinking like we were swallowing it here. Well, I, I was swallowing it. <laughs> obviously, he wasn't. But obviously, I'm, I'm making it I'm tough because I'm next to him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just wanted to get out of there, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Jesus Christ. But no, like I said, personality, absolutely top, top man. Hey, the gaffer, though, killed us in the end. Right? Killed us in the end. We had a great change of room. But the gaffer, reason or another, I got the blame for leading everyone astray. You was the entertainment manager, mate. What do you mean for some reason or another? I think we've just heard. We've just heard the reasons why you would get the blame for that. (laughs) Well, you know what? That was good reasons. You can remember Paul Ritchie. You remember Paul Ritchie? Yeah, so great. We We was out and about and Paul had had a couple of beers. He started getting a bit lippy. I could see Jay's little switch that Merce spoke about. <laughs> and I never thought anything of it. And I waited about 10 minutes later. Oh, Richie's come back, not saying a word. All his clothes ripped to shreds. And just Jay come on and he went, he knows. He never said another word. <laughs> uh, I think it's what, interesting, we, guys. Go on, sorry, go on, Jim. We, we, we was in, we was in Vins. Vins, uh, <laughs> remember, was in Marbella. I know you mentioned it before. A little bit late getting on, and we sat outside Vins, and all of a sudden in Marbella, and it's a bit, it's a bit naughty anyway. And he's got his gap, and we sat there and cut bin, and we've heard this gunshot. <laughs> Me, I have pegged it, Vins pegged it. Everyone's in the same. Jay's just looking round with trouble. Going back there. <laughs> oh, what is he thinking? <laughs> trying to sniff it out, trying to sound out where it was. He goes, see what's happening. Yeah, yeah we we got, we was under tables and everything. <laughs> <laughs> what, I find, what I find amazing about all these stories obviously not just how funny they are but they all kind of revert to Jamie's character of like being very hardened being very like he's not that susceptible to, to danger he won't run away from it and it kind of sums up him as an individual what we've been talking about in all these different parts is his, is his resilience is his you know how he combats situations and uh, Jade is, is that is that is that testament to Jay, your, your mentality? Like those guys have just given sides of your personality there, which actually are very funny, the way you've reacted to these situations, the way you've gone about things. But actually, it kind of ties in back to the type of person that you are in terms of that resilient, confident, not scared of anything, won't back down. Does that feed into that, what the lads are saying? Yeah, but that comes from like childhood, to be fair. Like, it, remember I said from early doors, my mum used to walk me out to fight people if I came in the house. Like, she'd be like, what am I feeding you for? And she'd stand over the other side of the road and make me fight. So I knew I was more, I was more scared of my mum and dad than I was of anyone else. Yeah. So mm-hmm. obviously, that, and when you go to prison and all that, and you're a young boy going into a men's prison and then people try it on you, you either deal with it or you're going to get bullied for the rest of your life. Or the rest of your mm-hmm. sentence. And I weren't going to get bullied, no chance. You know, oh, yeah. I played football as well. I played football the same way. I weren't dirty. I was never dirty. Right? But if the ball's there to be one, I'm winning it. Right? There's only going to be one winner. And I never saw danger on the pitch. <laughs> the way I am as a player as well, I don't care if I score goals or whatever. As long as we win, I'm all right with that. Like mm. When people used to try and kick Vin and Merce and all that, I was like, all right, cool. I don't take care of that. I was the bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> Can you vouch for that, Vin and Merce? Were, were you hiding behind him a lot? 
hundred percent. Don't worry. Oh, hundred percent. Me and me and Vinny was creating our own shadow. Can <laughs> <laughs> you know I ask what? you guys? Can I can I can I just say with that's that's an interesting point here because it's almost like with not just with Jamie's past, etc. I mean, being in prison, etc. He's kind of adopted this role as as the keeper, as like the you know the, the protector. Can I ask you guys, all three of you, really? With the reputation that Jamie came with, and you might not have known him before he came to Warsaw, but you kind of know what went before <laughs> him um, and, and what happened in terms of his journey. Was there parts of you guys that, I don't know, maybe feared him or thought that's what he will live up to be because, you know, that's, that's how, that was his story in terms of combative, he'll be, he'll be that guy. Were, were, there, were there basic preconceptions that you guys had before he came there? And did he undo any of them preconceptions? I uh, know. You, you read papers and you hear about Jamie, obviously you hear about him, but you, I always take people as you, as you take them. You don't mess with him. You know, you don't, you know, simple as that. But as he said, he wasn't dirty and because and of, he appreciated football. You know what I mean? It, it was a, a lot different. It probably helped, I say it helped me, I probably didn't. I was struggling at the time badly anyway, but you know, it was, he appreciated football. You know what I mean? And, and that was the thing. He, every day he went out to training, he never messed about. He was always on his game. He always, he always tried his hardest. You know what I mean? And that's my biggest compliment. Even in training, oh. you know, the place where we trained was like dog shit alley. Do you know what I mean? It, it was, <laughs> was it? poo on there and everything. It was shocking. But he would turn up like every training day. training in Jamaica then it was. He would, he would train every day. And that's the <laughs> compliment. You know, we was all coming towards the end of our careers. Not so much Jimmy, but me and Vinny and Jamie and, you know, and he set an example, really, which probably I look back now, I probably didn't really follow that well because I was struggling at the time, which, which is a bit of a shame. Let's, let's be honest here. We're, old, we're older now, and we grew up when the game was a lot more working class. So the kind of characters like Jamie, you kind of knew a few of them. All right, you might not have played alongside them. And, and surely that, that, that helped adjust to having a character like that who came in and, and had such a personality. Um, in that way, yeah, no, I, I agree with that, and I think course football's changed dramatically. But dressing rooms need people like Jamie um, because uh, people respect him, and I'm I'm the same as Merce. You can read about someone, you can hear stories about someone, but you take them face value as you see him. And I can't speak highly enough of him. He, he came in, he done a fantastic job on the pitch for us, but off it, I was uh, I was very close to him, and I. And still am, and I find him a uh, a thorough, thorough gentleman, and I can't talk any island much either. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to hear the lads talk about JLX. Like, it's a great, and you know, on, it made us it made us a lot harder <laughs> as a group. To be fair, when Jay came in <laughs> on the pitch and off it as well. To be fair, you know, you got a bit of backup. I mean, I, I didn't know Jay before he came in, and like Mur says, you take people, you find him really. And I've heard a few stories about him before, but he was he was a proper proper fella. Came in. It was great in the change room, and, and I think on the pitch, you know, just it, it, it like you say, he did take the roles. We had some good players in, in them couple of years, and we was talented team. He just gave us a bit of steel as well, and it's a big part of us was staying up. To be fair, the only time I met Jay before, when I say met him, he was playing at Doncaster. I think he just come out and he just come out the Nick, and it was oh, him. Yeah. It was Brabham. <laughs> it was oh, you had about four or five exactly the same as Jay. And we beat we beat him at Walsall one nil. And I think Brabham had got sent off with a minute to go or something. Yeah. He was getting a bit of stick off the crowd, lifted his top yeah. off the shows, and he was a fat boy. Yeah. And the ref <laughs> sent him off like, and he was chewing it like, 
as we've gone down a tunnel at Walsall, you go past the away changing room to get to the home one. And Martin O'Connor and his wisdom, I didn't know, I'm still celebrating, I'm coming down <laughs> a bit later. And Martin O'Connor and his wisdom, who's a skipper at the time, had banged on the Doncaster door as he'd gone past it, going, get in there, have that, give him a bit of verbal. He's carried on down the change room. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. I'm walking past the away change room. Jay's come out. Robin's come out. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I didn't know what happened. So that was my first meeting with Jay. So I was a little bit wary from that. But no, he was great. He was great. That lad said that he's got so much respect for the lads he played. Well, specials he we played with. It was fantastic. I mean, you must, you guys must have some great memories from that period of your career. Because obviously... You're in the twilight really? now, you're moving on. The- <laughs> 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 oh, shit. First game and that was it, Bush! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I, I, I was fortunate enough to take over as ma- well, manager, and I mean, it would have been, I mean, it's all about what's names. I mean, Jimmy went on to play for West Ham in the end, which couldn't turn that move down, which, and then, Jamie and Vinny, I think Vinny went back to Spain, well, he was in Spain anyway, and he was, I've never known a contract like it to come over yeah. when he No, she wouldn't have played me anyway. Oh, I would have, I mean, I, would have, I play footballers, I want to play footballers. But, His yeah. contract was like a time Jamie's, a, Jamie's a, a, a dream for a manager as well, because he'll stay stuff in the dressing room, you know what I mean? It was, it was a, an unusual dressing room, it was a lot of characters in that dressing room. You know, I hadn't been played in that Sort of, I played at Portsmouth and then I went to Walsall and I, 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 there was some what surprised me more than anything was how many good players there were it shocked me yeah. that where Walsall really were I mean I've, it really did I mean the players the, they were really really good players and it just didn't I didn't think they fulfilled their potential I think it was more oh the lads don't mind me saying but it was it was a bit of a laugh do you know what I mean the lads <laughs> lived there they, they loved the laugh, the lads, and, and they were good lads. But you look at the lads that played in that team, and I played at Portsmouth the year before, and we got promoted. And if I'm being honest, there, there wasn't major gaps between both teams. Do you know what I mean? And we got relegated the following year, which was surprising because, as I say, there's some proper players. I mean, Jimmy was a, an easily the best goalkeeper in that league by a million miles, easily. And that's why he went on to go to West Ham. You know, Jimmy's he, nodding. You know, Jimmy's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I played against Vinny when we were like 12, 13, 14 years of age. Played for Tottenham, proper player. Kept the ball, you know, Stephen Corriga, you know, Neil Emblem, people like that. I mean, we had good good players, you know, George Latale, Matty Fry coming through. You know, it was it was a good team. And, and then it's a shame, really, because I, I think we were a lot better than what we were. But I just don't think it was the right foundations there. I think we need it. I don't, I don't know what the lads think of that, but I just thought we were a good team and on our day we would beat anybody, we'd give anybody a game. But more often than not, it was a bit of a... I don't mind, I hope the lads don't mind me saying, I thought it was a bit of an holiday camp, really. Well, well yeah, I mate, you're right, Merce. I did an interview the other day, actually, with someone at Walsall and more or less said the same. That was probably my biggest regret that year in football because we was actually, especially when you came, we was like, like you said, unbelievable players, really good. We, we was... Good champ team, to be honest, and we were just yeah. underneath the playoffs for a lot of it. And then after, and I think you're going to get on to the manager as well at the time. And he yeah. just sort of unravelled after Christmas. And I think the chairman didn't back the manager, and he thought we were safe anyway. And it just sort of petered out. And we ended up, we remember, it's a fantastic year socially as well. But on the pitch, it just went, <laughs> it went, it went down a little bit. 
I think we went. We had. We all had Finnish contracts in the end. We were trained for a day yeah. and went, went to Spain. <laughs> do, you echo that? do you echo that, Vin? Um, what the lads are saying there? Yeah, no, I, I do, and I, I totally agree what Merce is saying. I think the team was far better, or individual players, than what obviously was shown. Um, I remember the first game of the season. We played West Brom at home. I think West Brom were favourites to win that league hands down. And I think we smashed them 4-1, if I'm right, lads. I yeah. can't remember. I think yeah. Merce scored a couple of worldies. Um, I think I'll set him up one. I'm sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and knowing you just think, Jesus Christ, what a good team. Like, you had Simon Osborne as well. They, they're all like yeah, proper players. Yeah, Simon. Sorry, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're all proper players. And, like I said, for some reason, maybe over a consistency, over a period of nine months, just weren't good enough. Um, or whether it's a mental thing, I don't know. But, yeah, as a, as a dressing room goes, that's some fantastic players. Jamie, you, you know, you're looking right. You've come into a dressing room. You've got Vinny Samways. You've got Paul Merson. Great CVs. You've got Jimmy there. You know, reliable. Do you, when you look back at that, what did you see in them as players at that point in your career? Listen. When I first went in there, Vin and Jimmy was there. Merce come the next season, I was away on international duty. But I was on the Gold Cup. So I've come back. Obviously, I know Merce. Big reputation. I played against Merce as well at Bradford. So big players. Vin, big player. Jimmy, I never knew much about Jimmy until I came to the club. But I'm thinking, got me up there with top keepers I played with. So I'm thinking, all right, we've got a chance the next season as well. I'm looking got chance. Then I get injured in pre-season because of the gaffer. He told me that I'll get an extra couple of weeks off and um, I think they lost against some semi-pro side. So he's, he's rung me, he's gone, I need you to play in this game. Against, I think it was Kidderminster or something like that. And George Natal has ended jumping on my toe and broke my toe. For six weeks now, I'm out injured. And then that was the beginning of the end for me. But socially, a different class. <laughs> so they're not lying about, about this, this, this jolly boys outing that, that you pretty much had oh. every week. But you know the thing about it? We worked hard. Well, I worked hard. But I played hard as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I, think, I mean, the, man, the, manager was, the manager was a great coach. A great yeah. coach, the manager, I think you know, coaching-wise, but he was putting on sessions that, you know, that AC Milan and Juventus and people like that were doing and, you know, it worked for us. I, I just think it complicated it. I just think he complicated it and then that was the problem. I think, you know, he, I did think he looked after players. He, you know, with Vinny and me, I think we're coming towards the end of our careers. Vinny was like going to Spain for three, four days and coming back. That worked. It worked. <coughs> Don't... And then all of a sudden, you lose a couple of games. It's right, Vinny, I need to be in Tuesday. And yeah. then it started to get complicated. And you can't do that. You've got to let players have their rest. And I think he was just trying to treat everybody the same. And you just don't do that in management. You know, the older players, you know, you've got to look after their bodies. And yeah. I think that was, the pro that was the problem. We were a proper football team. We rolled it out from the back. We didn't lump it. We were total, total football. And sometimes we didn't have that B game. We couldn't really mix it. And... When teams got in about us, you know, Jamie, as he said, he was injured. We didn't have anybody who was going to put their foot in. We were all nice, nice players. You know, no one was going to be scared of us kicking them. 
And it was only when Jamie was in the team that that was different. You can go through the whole team. There was, there was no kickers in the team. You've got Vinny and Simon Oswald centre midfield, which, you know, and then you've got me in the hold. You know, there's three players. You know, Stevie Corrigan not really going to kick anybody. Roper was just a nice lad. Neil Emblem ain't going to kick anybody. The, the fullback, I forget his name, the Spanish lad. You know, oh, we weren't a kicking yeah, we weren't a kicking team and that was our problem. We didn't have a B game when Jamie weren't playing. And you know what, that that's one thing and and you talk about Colin <laughs> Lee as well, like the manager at Ty and in, in like you say he was he was great at some stuff, wasn't he? I, I really got yeah. well with him at some stuff like that. And but the biggest mystery we've ever seen, I know when you got injured, Jay, that we yeah. really struggled and I know I joked about it early, but we was a made us a lot harder to beat when you was in the team. Towards the end as well, he he'd never really stuck you back in and went the other way with you, didn't he? And yeah. it, was, it was a mystery. We needed your legs. Put your legs around the players we had. Put your yeah. bit of steel. Gee, it, it would have made us a better team. So, and that was, and when we was on that, momentum was going down, it was, there was no really any way we could dig in from it. You know, I would love to see Colin Lee and ask him what went wrong because mm. I, even now it's a mystery to me what happened. Uh, to be fair, Ben, do you remember when we was on the coach coming back from Sunderland? We lost 1-0 against Sunderland. We had 10 men for 70 minutes or something like that. Get off the coach. I get a text off the goalkeeper. Are we going out tonight? And I'm looking, I've gone to him. Look at this man. He just, <laughs> just got off the coach with the gaffer. Uh, trying to stitch him. I said, no, we're not going out. And we wasn't going out anyway. Right? We had a glass of red. Bing got me into red wine, by the way. <laughs> Never had a red wine in my life. <laughs> That's when it started going wrong because we went to Reading on the Tuesday and I was on the bench and I'm thinking, something's going on. And then from there, it was just down, downward from there. So after that, yeah. coming towards the end of the, uh, you know, the Walsall stay, I know you said about your, your injury kind of being the beginning of the end. Um, obviously, yeah. Merce was at that, you know, end, end cycle as well um, and a couple of other lads there. Did you, start to, <laughs> did you start to change your mentality and your thinking? Were, were you starting to think, I'll tell you what, I need to start preparing and start winding down or, or did you just keep well, going, kept going? When I couldn't get into the team, right, you know what I'd done? I trained harder. I actually got myself a personal trainer and that was unheard of for me to get a personal trainer. But the personal mm. trainer can't train like me. I went and got myself a <laughs> You was on the kickboxing as well and everything, weren't I was, you? I was doing kickboxing. You was the fittest. Right? To try and get back in the team. Yeah. But he you bought, did graft it. He, he bought in Paul Bracewell. He hated <laughs> us. Listen, to the point, yeah, the boys used to have meetings. I wasn't allowed in meetings, right? That's how bad <laughs> it was. It wasn't even a joke at the time. It was embarrassing. Like, what would you have done if you was in there? No, but we're having two meetings in? and I'm the only player in the whole squad was not allowed in the team meeting. Right? Don't understand it. And then I went on loan to Wigan where I wanted to sign. I've done well at Wigan. They want to keep me. He's like, no, nah, we need you back. We're in a relegation battle. But for me, like, if I would have went to Wigan and Wigan were top of the championship at the time and signed and done well, he looks like an idiot. So I don't think he wanted mm. to end up with egg on his face, you know what I mean? He sort of had you down as a as a bad egg, didn't he? Like in yeah. a way, and it, but it was it was a, it was unfounded, really. Like anyone in the changing room, the lads would have had you the team or around the squad all all day at least. Do you know what I mean? And he sort of it was it was a real strange one because everyone could see that we needed someone like you in the team. And 
to turn to. But he, he, I don't know. I, I, I like to ask him as well, to be honest, what, what it was. I don't get it because like, I was a proper team player. I got on with everyone as well. We had banter. I was like... It's not like you're disruptive Jamie. or anything, is it? Yeah, no. <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, Because uh, one of the other serious sides of what we're doing here is that yeah. there's going to be youngsters listening to this and we want to point them in the right direction. You know, when you get in that spell, when you get in that place where you know you're out of favour, what advice would you give to youngsters now? Work harder. And, and that's what I tried to do. I tried to work harder, tried to turn it around. But sometimes it just don't happen for you. And but yeah. never drop your standards. Never drop your standards. And that's one thing. If I was training, I want to be the best trainer. If I was playing, I want to be the best player. And that's just my thing. I don't care what managers think of me. I'm just going to not, not drop my standards. Well, you're a, you're a tough guy. You've got a tough, uh, tough characteristics. That's come across right through this whole podcast series. But we're, we're now in a time where mental health is a big, big subject in, in football. Yeah. So, so somebody who hasn't got that type of resilience yeah. um, that you have or that I'll show you type attitude, yeah. any advice for them? To be fair, I think you need to talk. I think you need to talk to people, but you can't, you can't hold that yourself. You've got to, you've yeah. got to air your views, you know what I mean? And le- there's people there you can lean on. Listen, I have people in my life where I can lean on, right? I have to, but you can't hold it in yourself. Like, with me, if I, ne- if I never spoke about certain things, or I never went to the gym, I'd be aggressive. And that's why I ended up in prison in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I found my little niche, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I can go box, I can go to the gym or whatever. I need to release certain things. Merce, you need to go, don't you, mate? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Merce needs to Sorry go. Sorry about that, lads. I've got to go. Mate. No. Oh, Bri- hey, brilliant. Yeah, thanks, brilliant. Nice one, Merce. Nice one, Thanks, Merce. So, Jimmy, Vinny, you know, for you, was football always just that release, that place where, do you know why it didn't really matter what's going on out there, out here? I can do what I want. Yeah, from my point of view, in terms of um, what you're saying about football, I think when you go across the, the, the white line for 90 minutes, all the problems you might have off the field or whatever, you forget about them. And you've got 90 minutes of sort of freedom as such, if you, if you know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm the same as, as Jamie in terms of the mental health issue is about talking and opening up because... To bottle things up can't be good for anybody. You need to let it out and obviously have someone there listening to you, which obviously I think nowadays there's a lot of people out there that are ready and willing to listen to people. Yeah, no, mate, you're right, Vin. You're bang right. And my, like you say about the release, everyone needs a release somewhere. I, like probably ours was always football. Jay was working hard and his family's niche now. And Vin said, you know, when you cross the white line, it, it is sort of release and it, it, it's great to do it. My hardest time, for it, to be fair, was when I was injured because I couldn't cross that white line. And I'd wanted to get in, long story short, I wanted to get in the Prem for all my career and test myself against the best players. Finally did it with West Ham and, and injured my knee in the last minute of the playoff final. And that was me out for nine months when I should have been playing in the Prem. So I'm watching the rest of my mm. teammates playing in the Prem where I'm thinking this should be me. And it was, I was a tough time, really tough. And I had no release there and it's, it is tough. Back in the day, you had no one to speak to, really. Your family don't really know what you're going, what you're going through. 
you never really talked to your teammate back then really about things like that so it was really tough there was no one to go to it was like frowned upon back in the day I think nowadays like Vince says and Jay says it's a lot there's a lot more people you can speak to a lot more people are aware about it have been through it themselves come out the other side so you can find them people who, who, who can help you and there's a lot more people to to seek out and help you you know and you need to do that you do need to do that mine was five or six months didn't think I was going to get fit was a was a really really dark place to be fair and I had to pull myself out of it in the end and I think my only light at the end of it was I can get fit I actually can get fit and I did in the end and and that's how I got through it but like it's like the lad said definitely to talk to someone it's great to get things out yeah I think I think that's really important because <laughs> I think a lot of the young people that will be watching this will experience hardships and especially when you're young as well you haven't <clears> got that life experience and you can kind of get disheartened very easily and it's important there, what, what Jim was saying there is like back then there was a lot less to talk to, a lot less resources. And now we've got such a big push and such more awareness um, on mental health. And I know, Mike, you specialise in that. But my, you know, my perspective of working with young people as well is that sometimes it still isn't cool to have mental health issues. It's still seen as sometimes a weakness. It's still seen as you're, you're not strong, you're not macho. Um, and, and like I said, it's a sign of weakness, which I think, is it, it can slowly be turned around and this is why this sort of stuff is is massively important especially within football as well because you look at what young players get now and how quickly they get it to what they did when you guys were young you know there's there's 17 18 year olds who don't even have you know 20 first team appearances um on huge huge sums of money so i, I guess also having those the right people around you is absolutely key because a lot of young young players even now they're making a lot of mistakes, which you're going to do because you're young, but also sometimes it's because you haven't got the right people. I mean, how, how important was it for you, Jay, not just from the young perspective, but as, also as you grow and right into now, to have the right people around you? Listen, very important. Like, one thing what I've done, though, obviously I went prison, whatever. I kept my same friends the whole way. Um, they, they keep you humble. Don't get above yourself. Right? And my parents always said, listen, just because you're going up doesn't mean that you're better than anyone. So have your friends around you you've known for a long time. We can tell you when you're going wrong. Because not be funny, even now, we all make mistakes. It's how you come back from the mistakes. Right? But always have proper people around you who will tell you if you're right or tell you if you're wrong. And you have to, you have to take it. Like, the best managers I've ever had in my life, Paul Joel, Martin O'Neill always told me to my face when I was wrong. And I would take it and then put my hand up. That's another thing as well. You've got to be accountable for yourself as well sometimes. Huh? All three of you, did you recognise that, okay, you're at Walsall, some of your best days may feel like they're, they're behind you. How long am I going to ride this out for? Did you see it coming to an end? Or right then, did you, was you at Walsall and you think, oh, we can ride this for however long? To be fair, yeah, I never saw it coming. Because the, fir the first year, he's talking about making me captain to my agent and all that. I never saw it coming whatsoever. But I thought, you know what, I'm fit. I keep myself in good shape. I did not see the end coming at all. It just come out of the blue. From, from me, from a, <clears throat> my point of view, was <clears throat> I was coming to the back end of my career. But obviously, I still thought I could probably have another year and a half, two years <clears throat> playing at that level. But then obviously after the agreement that I had with the club where I could spend some time back in Spain during the week when there wasn't midweek games, 
that changed after three or four months. And it obviously then changed my feelings and mentality towards, obviously, the agreement that we had. Because once we have an agreement, if I have an agreement with you, for me, that's set in stone. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I, I understand things things change. But at that time in, in my career, being away from my family for long periods of time was unacceptable for me. And my family didn't want to move back to the UK. So, yeah, maybe that was the move that was at the back end of my career. But I honestly believe if I'd have still had the agreement of being able to come back for two or three days, I would have, I would have seen out the contract there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jim, Jim? Uh, no, absolutely. Listen, I, I learned a lot in this time. I must admit, I was, I, admit, I was only... 29.30 at this point so I was had aspirations as a goalkeeper you know you sort of that's your, your peak years I had aspirations of going a bit higher I wanted to do it also I felt like we could do it at the time and like Vinny said there it, it worked for him do you know what I mean I've worked with I've tried to take this down the coaching pathway with me now it, it, there is a time for that people need to be happy playing and enjoying their football and if you've got an agreement to go you don't want to be away from your family I've, I've tried to sign players and, and I've signed players with, with my managers that you know live the other side of the country and I've said look you need to if you sign these don't just keep them down here away from the family he's not going to move down without his family you know let him have the two days let him have two days three days at the start of the week and bring him down for three days it'll, it'll work really well and now just playing with these with these lads I learned I learned so much in it, in it. fortunately I, I managed to, to go again and, and went up with West Ham and into the Prem and that and with Spurs and it stood me in good stead with these players because I'd never really seen the likes of Merce, the likes of Vinny and, and Jamie who played at the top level. And at Walsall, we'd always had sort of underdogs, you know, who had points to prove from coming lower. So to get the perspective of these lads who'd been at the top of the game and, that, and for me to see it, I was like, yeah, I like this. And, and it stood me in good stead for going further up with my career. It's powerful stuff because I think as you face adversity, I think it's easy, it's easy to throw in the towel. It's interesting when Jamie said, I had no clue. One day, my agent's being spoke to about me becoming captain and me having a pivotal role. The next day, I'm also, I'm, I'm literally being spat out like chewing gum. And I think that if, you know, for, for, for young players who want to enter into a career into professional football, I think the ruthlessness and the cutthroat attributes about it still exist. One big injury could change everything. One manager who comes in who just doesn't fancy you, might not be anything personal, just not in their plans, could change everything. And it goes back to that mental resilience, doesn't it, Jay, about you have to have it. You have to have it or you need to try and find a way to have it if you want to have a professional career. Probably not just in football, just in anything. You know, people who work in an office or work in in retail or whatever. Again, things can change. Where did that take you on to your next part of your journey then? Um, For me, um, obviously, like, which was funny, this is another funny one. Like, now he's gone to my agent say that he wants to pay me up. he's gone my agent I'll give him 30 grand I've got a year left on my a year and a half left on my contract I said tell him I ain't taking no 30 grand alright so he's come back now gone to my agent tell him that if he doesn't sign, um, take this money he will train morning noon and night so my reply to my agent was tell him that I love training alright <laughs> 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 well, that's not a problem <laughs> Half hour later, he comes back with the money what I need to, to go, and then we went to um, we went Cheltenham, Cheltenham racing. 
yeah, champagne, champagne. <laughs> it's yeah, nice to know you put it to good juice. <laughs> he, he took me. He took me um Charlton for the first time. Ah, huh? oh, we had a great day as well. <laughs> it was a great day. <laughs> oh, and back to the social. I mean, fellas, um, Vin and Jim, were you um aware? I know it's a personal affair between a player and the agent, and say the manager. But were you guys aware as teammates that you know there was not just from the fact that Jamie wasn't in the team, but did you see a change in him because of you know? things maybe weren't going his way behind the scenes. Did you guys notice that? No. Um, that's where I think his, his professionalism comes into it because a lot of players were down tools at, at them stages yeah. and say, OK, you don't want me. I'm still getting paid and I'll just go through the motions. No, he didn't. Like Merce said, he came in day in, day out, was the best trainer by far, by far, every day, whether he's in the team or out the team. So I never see a change in his personality. And that's, that's obviously goes to show what kind of character he is. He, he's a strong character. Obviously, he's hurting inside because when you're not in the team, you're hurting. I don't care less who you are. But the way he showed it was by getting out there and working his socks off in training and all credit to him. Yeah. He, he sort of, I think, got more respect off all the lads because of how he reacted to it all. Because we could all see it was the wrong doing for whatever reason manager in his head the way he conducted himself after he just he, he became more resilient trained harder and like like you've gone then leave me out and he trained every day and he like Vin said there he'd be the best player in training he'd be he'd definitely graph the hardest do you know what I mean in training without a shadow of a doubt and I suppose that's the only thing you can control from yourself and he controlled that he worked as hard as he could every day did extras and and, and you know and it showed and the more time it went on, the more respect he got for the players and it made the manager, showed the manager in a, in a bad light, really, because we were looking at it going, how can you not be playing him, sort of thing? How can you not be involved with us, at least? And everyone could see it and I think definitely got a lot more respect off, off his players for that. Jay, did you, did you end up leaving with, with a sour taste in your mouth or did you take the positives from what the lads are saying there, which is that you fought harder, you ran further, you lifted more, you, you know, you're resilient. Did you leave there thinking, well, that was a waste of time because look at where I ended up? Or did you take from it, actually? These, no, these never, are the positives. Never a waste of time because at the end of the day, you've got to live with your content, right? So I knew, even though I had a bit of taste in my mouth because I thought I'd, I'd been done wrong by the gaffer, right? Because he could have easily called me into the office and spoke to me about what I was doing wrong. And I would have put my hands up if, if I thought I was doing wrong and said, listen, I'll deal with that. But he never. And the way he dealt with it, I felt like a naughty little schoolboy. You know what I mean? Mm. I was 35. I'd, I'd been in the prem. I played for my country. Like, no, I was 33. I'd played for my country and everything. And you dealt with me like some naughty little schoolboy. I felt, I, felt, I felt disrespected. I still do to this day. And I've never seen him. Mm. Uh, I've never seen him. Because I would ask him. We could have done a lot more that year. Yeah, and we had a togetherness as well which I don't think he liked. I don't think he liked characters. I'm not being funny, like, I don't think Merce would <laughs> mind me saying this, but Merce trained when he wanted to. It'd come out sometimes. <laughs> 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 that's what come out. I'm, no word of a lie. And you're like, see all these cones everywhere, like he said about you and all that. <laughs> It'd be like, get the ball, volley it, and go back in. And this is what I'm <laughs> 
funny I must missed that bit out when he said it started getting a bit too complicated. I'm sure we would have got to that part. <laughs> you know, we, we had half hour. But this is the content is me who's training all the time. The only time I miss training is when I'm injured. And I'll get dealt with like that. I thought, no, nah, disrespectful one. There's a big message here, um, Jamie and, and everyone. And that is, it, it looks like, you know, there's a lot of honesty that takes place on the pitch, but there's a lot of dishonesty that takes place off it. And, and people need to understand how to adjust to that. I mean, me being an international football manager, I've seen it. Um, you can get that camaraderie on the pitch, but off of it, there is so much nonsense going on that, that impacts the game and impacts the mentality. And I think there's a big lesson that people are learning um, here. Jimmy, you're, you're still in and around it every day. You, you must see that. What do you pass on to the youngsters? Do you know what? It, it's a, you're right, it's a great question because I try to see all the good stuff that I've learned over the years and you, it stays with you. You know, there's bad stuff you try and put to one side but you use it as a learning tool and I think if I could pass on, you know, the, Jay touched on it to be fair before, I think, and he said, you need a good team around you. You need a good, solid team around you. And it takes a real friend or a real someone who's got you to care for you to actually say, no, this, this is not going right. A lot of lads are jokers and they're loud and, you know, and probably the loudest, the most insecure, to be honest, at times. And I've had, I've had it at times. I'm, and my real friends have stood up and said, no, no it's not right. You, you, know, this is, you need to change this. And you know they're real friends and that. So you try and pass on that. You try and be there for the younger players as well. It is difficult when you're a coach and there is some, there's some, not, there's some great people in the game. There is some really good people in the game, but there's some bad ones as well who are just in it for themselves. I, I think you have to try and sort of make your own mind up on things and, and trust a good team around you and keep them close. And, you know, you work out. You do work it out in the end. You know, it might take a while. Hopefully you can get it straight away. It might take a while, but you do learn for yourself who you can trust, how, how best to conduct yourself and go about business. And like you say, if you can get that at a young age, brilliant you, you will get it eventually so jamie we want to talk a little bit about before we close up just the relationship that you have um with with vinnie and jimmy in terms of why it's lasted so long it could have been easy just to go your separate ways how, how have you still managed to keep in touch and why why more importantly listen jimmy and vin are real people for me real people from the first minute i met them like i was living in a hotel with vin so me and vin close same as Jim, but me and Vin were very, very close. Every night we'd go down, sit down, have a little bit of banter, maybe a couple of gla glasses of red wine. <laughs> red wine, yeah. I knew the red wine was going to come in there. <laughs> but even when, even when I left Warsaw, I would go out to see Vinny in Marbella and we try and keep in contact. Last time we see you, where did we go? Mayfair Hotel, Vin. You and know that, Jane. You know that, Andy. <laughs> 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 oh, me and Vin are very close, and we'll always be close. We had, we had a, a place, an Indian restaurant we used to go to in yeah. somewhere in the middle of Birmingham. Yeah, Bombay Spice. <laughs> <laughs> one. And we used to get we used to get in there around two o'clock in the morning after like, the clubs or pubs are shut, and yeah. at five or six, Jamie's still dancing to this. Jane, what was that song, mate? I can't... It was like... Get me little. <laughs> me, yeah, and, yeah. And he had that dance. Turn me he on. Yeah. Turn me on, exactly. He was... And every time the music be blaring, you, and you could just see him 
start doing his, his waving his arms around. Like, oh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Kevin Little track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Honestly, you know when that when that comes on now, I still oh. text him or send him a voice. And I'm like, oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I think of, I think of Jay and the lads with that. <laughs> I think we need to get um. I think we need to get Jamie a TikTok account so he can start maybe do a couple of the dances that he hey, used to be we're doing. doing. Like, hey, what was your what was your? I always remember that one. I still do it and get and get frowned upon with the, the Ponder River. Was a parachute. You'd definitely be hanging around Jamie too long in clubs. Far too long. Me, I think that's the best social club we've ever had. The Tuesday club, we used to call it. Yeah, and you know what? We 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 did have a. I mean, we we played hard as well, but we did to start with before it went wonky, like. We actually worked really hard as well. We we worked really hard throughout it. It just didn't happen towards the end on the pitch for whatever reason. We, there was a split, you know, and what we'd spoke about and that. But fantastic lads, and what Jay said, there, I just wrote it down there. Like real, real people, you know. You you never forget, you never forget true friends like that. And it's, they're hard to come across in the game, you know. Very, the game's very sort of hard to keep your friend times because you yeah. you see someone. Um, and you play with them for two years then they move clubs to the other side of the world or other side of the yeah. country and you still chat every now and again on text but then you've got new teammates now. but you never forget your you know the, the real people who've, who've affected you in a, in, a, in such a positive way and you keep friends with them and that's why you know still tight with Jay to this day and uh, I don't see Vin as much but when I knew he was coming on today I was, I was buzzing I've got to see him love it love it can you, can here we go. <laughs> there it is, Jay. There it is. Go on, Jay. Go on, Jay. Go on, Jay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the thing. In this room here, right, with the boys. That's why we get on. There ain't no snaky business going on. Just honest, honest lads, you know me. I keep saying it after each part, but they just seem to get better and better, more engrossing, more fun. Um, and just the message just keeps being able to resonate stronger and stronger the, the more we, we, we keep doing this in, in each part. And that's what I think is so fantastic. I think Jim's going to start doing uh, parachutes now. And, and <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've been listening to The Jamie Lawrence Story In the company of Flex, Otis Roberts Michael Adams, special guests And the incomparable Jamie Lawrence Aim Higher is a Jason Roberts Foundation production